Hello and welcome to the Foreign Influence Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Nikolai. And, you know, for, for years I got to say that there I was in sunny Singapore. Um, but, but I am. I am in sunny Singapore. Well, Bill. how is it? Uh, it's sunny. Is it? Is it nice? Yeah, it's very nice. It's very nice, warm, humid. I love it. <laughs> you get damp just, you know, walking outside and back a little bit. No, not really. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's been, you've adapted. It's, it's super enjoyable. How's, uh, how's Peoria? <laughs> oh, if you hear things in the background, it is the thunderstorm rolling through. We've got a big thunderstorm oh, nice. coming through. But I have been in sunny Illinois. Up, it's been actually a gorgeous summer. We've been... Had plenty of degrees or uh, days right around 80 degrees, which is 26 C. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So it's good. it's been beautiful. I can't complain about the weather. We'll talk, of course, in February, and then I will spend an entire episode about how snow sucks. Oh, snow. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. Believe me, I the, saw the memories fade. I saw a picture of that in one of those stores where they sell sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's see. For this week, you know, I had this idea that I kind of wanted to talk about truth. Huh. But uh, haven't you noticed we're living in a post-truth era, Bill? For sure, what are you right? About? Yeah, for sure. Ah, it's 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 frightening stuff, right? I mean, I, I, I this hit me what a couple of weeks ago as I was listening to the the latest round of Trump lies. And then, of course, mm. it's the silly political season over here and listening to right. uh, all the political speech and then trying to sort through all the events going on with COVID and race uh, relations here and all this kind of thing. And um, shared truth, like, are we ever going to get it again? Did we ever have it? Because, man, I start to despair because if we don't have shared truth, I don't know what the hell you do. Um you just beat up your opponent because persuasion fails, right? There's no right. persuading anybody. If you can't come to a shared truth, do it through conversation and reason. It, once you wipe all that away, it just becomes a raw exercise of power, either through the ballot box or, my God, through violence. Um, you know, and we're seeing this on the international stage. We're seeing China basically squash truth internally and then project a different truth about what its intentions are in Southeast Asia. And it's just, it's a scary time, man. And you can't even talk about it because how do we come to a shared truth? I don't know. It, it hit know. me hard a couple of weeks ago. What do you think uh, has made untruth and the total disregard for truth on the American political scene acceptable? Yeah, because certainly on the on the right wing side, you've probably heard of these QAnon conspiracy theories. Hey, do you know anything about this? I've heard about it, but uh, remind me. Yeah, so the essence of Q, QAnon as a conspiracy theory is is garbage, is is nonsense. I mean, like you, you even try to figure out the basic tenets of it, and it doesn't hang together. But essentially, <laughs> that's it, good. It, essentially, it, it's this. It's Donald Trump is actually smarter than everybody by half. And he is fighting a secret war against the deep state and among the neo-Nazi circles against Jewish influence worldwide. And he's being resisted 
by all of the Jewish elements and the liberal elements out there. And only Donald Trump can stand in the way of these people and win against all of these people who are conspiring to create a one world order. And Donald well, Trump is him. retweeting this stuff. I got to give it to him. That deep, st deep state, it's very well hidden. <laughs> it's just everywhere, which obvious is there because it's the deep state. Right, obviously. Right. No, you can't see it because, you know, it's hidden. <laughs> right. <laughs> but these people are showing up at rallies. He's retweeting them. So when you ask that question about how is it in the American context, good God, it's deep, 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 especially in no, the right wing right now. But no one believes this, right? Dude, it's becoming a thing among Trump supporters. I, I swear God, to God, you have to believe me. This is the truth. <laughs> like the whole premise, like he's secretly smart, right? That's <laughs> at the heart of the premise. Let's start with number one. <laughs> yeah, just, he secretly, he's a really bright guy. Yes. And then on top of that, he's waging a secret war. But, yeah. they, but they believe this, this set of reality around the world versus anything else that is going on. And their vote counts the same as mine. So, you know, what do you do with people like that? You, how do you? Well, you ignore them. I mean, they're obviously crazy, right? I mean, is there anything else to be said about them? They're, they're just cuckoo. They're, they're, but then how, they're, how do you ignore them? Because their vote counts the same as mine. Well, presumably there's fewer of them than there are of you. Good or, or of people like you right by definition if they're crazy there there must not be that many of them i mean well, i don't know right? you studied psychology you tell me <laughs> <laughs> otherwise they're not crazy otherwise they're they're normal right so if they're if they're highly abnormal then but it, it, this sounds to me like it's just some crazy made-up theory it is yeah of course it is right that surely almost no one believes and so <laughs> gosh i hope Enough, enough. Be well, but we also saw a different thing. So let's set that particular conspiracy theory aside. Right. Uh, are you familiar with this Plandemic movie? Plandemic? Oh, like, oh, oh, oh the Pandemic the movie? No. Yeah, yeah. Pl no, Plandemic. There's an L. P L A N. No. So there's no. this, no. there's this wackadoodle. <laughs> You're chuckling. This stuff's real. So there's this wackadoodle medical researcher who put together a movie that uh, said that actually COVID-19 is a conspiracy uh, by, I think China was in there, but I know for sure that giant corporations were in there and Anthony Fauci in and order that the, he must have been, if he wasn't, he, he should be. Yeah. And, yeah. and George Soros, of course, because, you know, they always got to get the anti-Semitic element in there every single time. Right. And yeah, yeah. they, it's the whole COVID nineteen thing is a giant conspiracy to bring down Trump's America and bring down America, uh, and so this whole thing has been calculated to generate corporate profits. And Anthony Fauci is a leading uh, conspirator uh, with this. I, I I see your face. I'm telling you, man. So this was making its way around, and this got sent through Facebook by family members of mine to us. Really? Yeah. Saying, oh, you, you got to watch this. This finally explains it. <laughs> right, finally. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh gosh. So oh, there's dear. just not shared truth out there. Well, and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, right? So people can just claim whatever they want, but if they have nothing to back it up, then you know, hey. But you see, I don't think evidence matters. What matters is identity. What matters is trust. See, I think, think about what we know. So what would we even accept as evidence? Like, look, I can't do particle physics. I can't do high-level math. Good God. I can't do any yeah, of that but, stuff. So I just yeah, accept what it. scientists tell me. Yeah, but that's just because you're lazy, because you can definitely <laughs> learn it and check, right? That's the... No, no, you're right on the lazy thing, so... <laughs> right? We should... Like, we, we do live, despite what people may claim in this post-truth era, at least in the U.S., we do live in a shared reality. So you can check reality, right? That's the, the, that's the reason scientists all over the world... <laughs> think the same thing because reality is the same to all of those people and they can check that reality i mean it, it, it's it's just so trivial right but How no come- but no not everybody can take the time to learn all of these disciplines and understand them correctly and be able to communicate them to people i mean we can't do it i mean some of us have to do other things like make po- make podcasts right yeah so right yeah, but either you understand that your inability to check something for yourself doesn't mean it's not true, or you don't understand that. And if you don't understand it, then either there's something horribly wrong with your education, right? Mm. Uh, or the educational system that produces millions of these people, apparently. <laughs> yeah. um, just saying, just putting, just putting the idea out there, Bill. Right. Uh, you know, it's like flat earthers, right? Come on. I mean, okay. You explain what that is. Explain what that is. Well, people believe the earth is flat, right? Come on. How can you seriously, in this day and age, (laughs) believe that? I mean, it's just, have you seen this documentary on Netflix about flat earthers? And, you know, Mm -hmm. they interview a bunch of these people, they follow them around. It's just so sad. It's like what you said. It's all about identity. Like they have, they've started to believe this thing and they've built their identity and their social circle and everything around it. And so there's no way for them to back down, right? There's no way for them to say, um, <coughs> guess what? The earth is round. And it's just so obviously all just silly. It's just so silly because they could just check out in, in a multitude of ways. They could, they could go check it out themselves. And, like even pe- and all of these people just saying, yeah, all of, this, all of that NASA footage, right? It's just, it's just all made up. It's all computer graphics, right? Yep. But then they use GPS in their car, right? It's like, I mean... <laughs> Like, yeah. we've never been into outer space. There's no satellites. Stop using your GPS. Like, like, what do you want me to tell you, right? Well, and they use their car to drive over a bridge that they completely lack the knowledge to create, right? It's the expertise right. of yeah. engineers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just, it's, it's, just a, it's just a mindset and a way of thinking that's completely alien to me. I don't understand how these people think. Yeah, I I agree. It's completely alien to me. I look, we're all vulnerable to truth through identity. Um, cause again, trust, we have people we trust and we have people that we distrust. And if someone is coming to us with something that is accurate and true, but we don't trust them, we're going to put up all kinds of barriers to, to block it out. But hopefully you try to be reasonably open-minded, but yeah, I, right. I agree. This whole worldview that accepts things purely on faith, right? Like the people I trust said it, therefore it's true. I can't, 
identify. But with maybe, that. maybe, even maybe when evidence being, is presented. Yeah. Maybe we're being uncharitable, right? Because there's a perhaps that's just the way people go through life, right? Maybe that's mm. just a sort of default way of being. You don't actually believe, you know, you don't believe science to be true. You just believe it because someone told you. Right, you don't actually have a serious understanding of what science means, of of how the world works. Right, you're just sort of focused on your immediate concerns and your social circle, and that's about it. So I think that probably describes a lot of people. Yeah. Maybe it's just an inability on my part to project myself into um, <laughs> the situation of of many people. I guess. Um, I'm trying to be nice about it. Well, you're um, never going to win a presidential contest if you don't have empathy, sir. Sounds pretty <laughs> dumb to me. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> come on. But but I guess can't yeah, identify people, with dumb people. Come on, man. People, no, I mean it's not a quite. It's it's just so silly to me. I have such a hard time taking those people seriously. Right. It it stymies me too. Right. At a certain point, you're left just kind of going. Ugh. Because, again, if you take democracy seriously, somehow we have to reach common conclusions. Uh, and if your entire approach to truth is um, not the same, uh, I, there you go. I stopped talking again because I, <laughs> I don't know what I, you do. I, I don't know what you do. Um, you know, on that flat earther thing again, isn't that just uh, uh, like a BS thing, just like a fun thing? It's not real, right? No one really believes that. You've watched this documentary. No, no, no. no. I, I, I think they do. <laughs> I think they really it's legit. Do They're not just like, it isn't just yeah, a, yeah. a huge meme joke or anything like that. I can't even recreate any of their arguments, though, because it's all pretty silly. Right. Because you could just take a plane, right? I mean, it's, it's just so right. easy. Or you could before COVID, but <laughs> yes. What are some of their arguments? I don't even remember. But it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, one of the simplest counter arguments, which they've known now for hundreds, if not thousands, of years, is when a ship is coming in. First, you see its mast. Yes, right? obviously. Yeah. First, you see yeah, the tip of the mast, and then more and more of the ship comes in. There's a you. bazillion counter arguments, right? Obviously. So, but but what are the, okay? So. Flat Earth theories. I'm, I'm going to look this up, right? Wow, why, do some okay. people, why do some people think the Earth is flat? Why? 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 <laughs> For the All love right, of God. For the love of God. Because All right, just real see. quick before you dive into that, what's interesting is, is they claim they're accepting it on evidence that they see rather than pure faith from an authority. So actually, it's right. somewhere in the universe of the truth that we're talking about. Anyway, what are their arguments? I, I'm not seeing any here. This is just a, <laughs> a crappy article. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. Like there's one person saying saying that their convictions are the result of philosophical introspection and a considerable body of data that I've personally observed and which Ooh. I'm still compiling. How convenient, sir. How, How convenient, convenient indeed. <laughs> Never to be revealed. Never to be revealed to the general public. No. Because Trump could not allow it. Right. Right. Cannot allow. You cannot al allow him to reveal the data that will play into the hands of the deep state. No, oh, he says that all the time. What was the interview recently that um, 
I think it was the one with Axios, which I would encourage anybody to go watch these couple of interviews. One was with Axios. Another one was with uh, not Fox News, although that's that's a humdinger as well. Just he's incoherent and he makes claims and he just says, oh, well, you know, we can't I can't share that evidence with you right now. I can't share that with you. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not new. He just makes stuff up. He just makes stuff up. And when challenged, he just pivots. Uh, so, but, but how has that become acceptable? That's the thing I, I have a hard time understanding, right? Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> well, it's look, it's not acceptable to a majority of Americans. So take some small comfort in that. It's, it's the cult of personality Trumpites who accept that stuff at face value because it's tied into this whole idea that he's actually a secret hero, blah, 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 blah. So the majority of Americans do not believe him when he says these things, um, but some still vote for him or plan to vote for him. In fact, I have friends who still intend uh, to vote for him. And maybe yeah, some but he's family. not held accountable in, in a public arena either, right? No one, I mean, is he? Well, so there's all kinds of fact check articles out there. The Washington Post, for example, has built its around, its entire identity in the Trump years around how he's a liar and a charlatan and all these kinds of things. Now, you can argue whether that has good journalistic credentials, but uh, it's built its identity around that. CNN has, too. There's, there's all kinds of fact checks out there, but you have to trust them. You have to believe them, right? So this takes me again to if your default position is, I don't trust anything that source says, and I am either time-starved, which many people are, or too lazy, like me, to go double-check things, you'll just dismiss it out of hand. And mm -hmm. so then you're left in a different universe based on trust and not on evidence. Right. So I but I mean, you, I mean, you got the hand it to him. He just figured out you can just lie all the time. That's yeah. <laughs> With impunity. With impunity. And no one before him tried it, I guess. Or at least not at this scale, right? Not at this scale. I wonder how and, that and went took, how that played out in his head. Like did he did he stall did he start out small at first, like the first couple of weeks, right? They just figured, huh. <laughs> Apparently you you can just do that. You can just get away with this. Well, Let's you know, way up. back during the campaign, he famously said, I could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and I could get away with it. And right. from, in truth terms, he was absolutely right. He can just say shit, and 40% of U.S. voters will just go, hell yeah. Now, so, okay. So I've got some thoughts on how we got to that point. So first off, um, a sizable portion of his base are evangelical Christians who right. believe in the literal word of the Bible. Like, it's exactly what it says is true. So a 6,000-year-old. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Things why like wouldn't that. You? Yeah, sure. yeah, I mean, why do you need more than one book, right? Right. And, and I mean, why do you need more than one God? There's, there's been a 1,000 or so, but I guess those are all dead now in the God wars, in their world, right? right? <clears throat> there are other gods. Um, so that makes you, by definition, credulous. If, if you've been raised since childhood that there is only one truth, right? 
And if somebody is able to, and authority is pure and true, and it goes up to the God our Father, and you don't need any outside evidence, certain things are true regardless of the evidence, if that's the world in which you've been raised, automatically your critical mind, your critical faculties are blunted in ways. So I think that explains a big portion of it. And then the next portion is the people who believe just in political truths. For example, I'm a Republican, or I'm a Democrat. And whatever my identity group says is true. And they don't take it any further than that. And I think when you add in the identity and the blunted critical reasoning skills brought on by some religious expression, um, I think you've got that, a sizable portion of the way people think. And then I guess the third element I would add in is what you just said, people who just want to live their lives, right? Just, I don't have time for all that, figuring all that stuff out. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, like again, that. you studied psychology. You know how powerful in-group, out-group stuff is. I mean, yeah, I, sure, I, sure. In-group, out-group is is, is is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> right. That's the, that's the root of all evil. It is. It is in a it lot really of ways, is. right? Yeah, yeah. And and what I'm meaning when I'm saying that for people who aren't familiar, so just if you're in a group, you tend to take on if they accept you. You know, you tend to take on all the values, all the worldview, and you will do anything to stay part of the group and not be uh, tossed out, to, to not be, um, what's the word I'm looking for when you're kicked out of a group? Exiled. Um, especially since the other groups might not accept you, right? So then you're by yourself. And hell, going back to our ancient days, if you were kicked out of the tribe, man, you were dead. You, you, you couldn't yeah. survive. Um so you know the in-group out-group stuff is so powerful. So it's I, a very, it's a very, it's a very powerful unconscious and very subtle mechanism. Like it, like you don't need much. You only need to identify with a group, um, even e even in a very mild way. And like there have been experiments where they showed footage of people being hurt and uh, evaluated whether or not them being hurt was more or less emotionally disturbing to the person viewing the footage, depending on what group they were tagged as, with just like a single word saying like, this is a, a white Christian person, or this is a Jewish person or whatever. And just labeling someone differently uh, modulates the emotional response, depending hmm. on whether or not you consider them to be part of your inner out group. So it's a very strong and very much unconscious effect. But yeah, I think, it is at the root of almost everything that's wrong in this world, yeah. unfortunately. Well, look at, for me, look at the way things are going down here with law enforcement. I mean, um, obviously we've got police versus Black Lives Matter, and that, that's blowing up a lot of cities, and people are dying, uh, of course, because of it. Um, you know, but police will clutch even stronger onto their identity identity as police and police defenders if they're not actually police now and black lives matter has its own identifiers um and for me with that whole situation it's ridiculous because multiple things can be true at once that don't fit neatly into either group right so you can have bad cops who should not be police because they're either power mongers or bigots or just bad people. Right. Um, but there are cops also go into situations that I don't want to go into. <laughs> I mean, they show up and they handle domestic abuse and they, oh, yeah. they see bad shit, right? They see accidents and things. 
and they're so they're doing valuable work at the same time. It is yeah. absolutely true that blacks are disproportionately affected by policing, right? And they're killed at higher rates, right? But it's also not true that riots are the way to solve that. <laughs> so, but you know, you see a lot of leftists trying to justify the riots, and you see a lot of the police officer people trying to justify the bad cops. It's identity trumping multiple things that could be true at once that don't overlap neatly with the groups. Do you think the fact that you guys have a two-party system contributes to that? Like, automatically, by default, people who disagree with you are in the out group, right? There's very little nuance. Very, there's very few shades of gray. Like, in the Netherlands or in France, right, if you don't agree with a party, you can just go to another party, right? Or there's, you can start one. Or, you know, you're not supposed to agree with everything anyway, right? You're sort of not supposed <laughs> to. Expected to complain and to have um, contrarian opinions, even towards your political in-group, because you don't identify very strongly with your with your political uh, affiliation uh, on a personal level. And I think in the U.S., that's much closer tied. Like, I feel the political affiliation is much closer tied to a sense of um, almost of nationalism or of, um, hmm. of 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 identity, right, as an individual. Uh, so yes, I, so a couple of things casually people will say, like, it's been said to me in the past, Oh, you're just a Democrat. And it's like, no, I'm not a Democrat. I do not identify as a Democrat because I can see the bullshit that they spew as well as the things that I agree with. So don't ever tag me with a political party label because that's not the way I think. And it's not the way I I'd identify. So, but it's, it's the first cut that people use, right? Are you right. a Republican or a Democrat? And yes, we basically only have two major parties, so that's going to cover most Americans. But one thing I want to ask you, though, is don't even multi-party parliamentary systems still tend toward two major parties? I mean, is it really that simple that you can say, oh, I, I like this party, smaller party instead of this different one? Aren't parliamentary, oh. multi-party parliamentary systems in effect two-party systems anyway, or no? No, really not. Really not. Yeah. Like there's like in the Netherlands, there's stable coalitions over time, but they do change, right? Mm. Uh, and then you could argue that there's a that there's a split uh, between the left and the right, and that it sort of swings from one one end of the spectrum to the other. Uh, but sometimes you know it's more centrist. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit more leftist. But uh, it's not. Yeah, it's definitely not. There are strong affiliations during certain time periods with uh, social democratic parties, for example, or people who are more pro-business who tend towards more, you know, more to the right side of the center. Um, but I don't think that there is such strong, like there's not such a strong divide as there is in the U.S. Hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. I, yeah, it's very hard for me to identify with. Hmm. And especially because I don't see like we would never classify people that we interact with. Ba like we would never ask them about their political affiliations. Like it's like, it's not interesting. Right. Meaning like party uh, label. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like the whole idea, like you're a Democrat or you're a Republican. Mm -hmm. Like it's very hard for me to wrap my head around like, th <laughs> that people would even think that way. Hmm. Because I don't identify with any political party. Hell, I have a hard time identifying with the country. Right. It's very, so, <laughs> 
like it's very it's very strange to me it's very strange to me so i have a very hard yeah. time understanding it. Uh, uh, understanding how more people aren't outraged by the sheer insanity that's been going on in the white house um yeah just based on these you know political affiliations because at its most basic it's still a close presidential race it's it still is yeah um, i guess so right yeah, I mean it's it's tightening and Biden's still ahead nationally, but it's close call in the in some of the competitive states. And, um, okay, well, uh, all right, well, you know, and I think so. Another, um, I guess the other thing I would say is, okay, even if party identification is weak, one advantage of the parliamentary multi-party system is you can be part of a smaller party that more closely aligns with your belief set and still have some power because of the coalition aspect that you said. Um, Can you explain that a little bit? So what is a coalition? Because we don't have them really. So what what is a coalition? How does that process work? So, uh, very simply put, since there are so many parties, it's very unlikely that any one party will get a majority uh, share of the votes because people vote on parties based on what they care about, right? So some people really care about animals, so they will vote for the for the animal party, which exists, <laughs> right? <laughs> really? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, or some other, uh, you know, party that's focused on uh, on on ecology or nature or you know oh, okay so the greens or stuff like that. yeah yeah the greens or uh they would vote on there's a party for people over 50 you know that uh that oh, really? try to represent the interests of the elderly um or uh, sorry build the middle-aged uh, or the or, oh. or the young the, the yeah. differently young no the, it's <laughs> it's fine i've accepted my decline right. <laughs> And so you get this sort of like this rich spectrum of votes, right? So it's it, it's it, even though, of course, the big left and right wing parties, um, again, that doesn't mean extreme left communism or extreme right, <laughs> uh, like left and right of center. Um, no, we know the, that you're all pinkos over there in Europe. Don't you don't get, have to explain it. Get their share, get their share of the vote. Like it's very unlikely that they have a majority, right? Okay. So then they then they. Then they try to work with other parties to form a majority and to say, okay, this is the majority that's going to rule during this period, right? So we're going to, for example, we're going to get the right wing with a centrist party and we're going to throw, I don't know, the nature lovers in there. And then there's a party that's really focused on, I don't know, being like the pirate party, right? The pirate party, for example, we're going to throw the pirates in there. Sure. Why not? Yeah, why not? Because yeah. you know they exist, and it's just really awesome. So why not? So <laughs> are we're you being serious? You're not being serious. What? Yeah, there's a pirate party. Look into it. Yeah, what are you talking about? In the yeah, Netherlands? Uh, in Europe? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pan-European thing. They're not very big, but they might be Look enough at- to form a coalition to 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 get you over the hump of fifty-one percent. I don't think so. Honestly, I don't think they have any any form of representation anywhere. But you know. <laughs> Let's just imagine. Okay. Um, so then you have a coalition, and it means so that you have to negotiate because you have to come up with a plan for the next couple of years, right? Because uh-huh. everyone has to agree yes. to to rule together. So depending on um, the number of Is it of like seats a contract? Do they sign a contract with one another saying... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They come to an agreement. Okay. And so then... Uh, and so... 
you know, depending on your leverage, obviously, right? Depending on how many votes you have, you have more, more or less leverage. Okay. Uh, uh, so if there's if there's just the one of you, then obviously you're not going to get a whole lot in. But um, you know, that's the way it goes. And so they they sort of they rule through compromise inherently. Like the Dutch hmm. political system is a system of compromise always. Hmm. There's almost always compromise. And so I think that's good because it because it forces people to uh, take into consideration each other's points of view, and to yeah to find middle ground, right? And um, I think that's something that's desperately missing in, in in the U.S. system, the search for middle ground. So I have read analyses. So here in the U.S., obviously the system is winner take all. Um, so there is no coalition building amongst multiple parties. So if you don't get your one giant party in, you have zero power. Right. So you, you've got to. So what I have heard is what that does is it drives the coalition building within the party structure. So the Republicans are a coalition of evangelical Christians and certain wealthy business people and, um, well, uh, and those people. And then um, the left wing is uh, minorities and uh, different kinds of wealthy, rich people, mainly out in California, things like that. And, um, you know, one, at one time, reliably union workers, things like that. So the instead of having a labor party, the unions tended to support one party, which was the Democrats, and that put them in the same party as what you might call the Greens, which are the people who are environmentally motivated. So it happens within the party structure, not within the the parliament itself. And I guess I don't know, but, but, I, then, but then that drives the identity, then, right? Right. Where well, you, and it has weird side effects, I think, because that means that there is no room for experimentation, right? Because there's it's only win mm -hmm. or lose. Yeah. So you can't win a little bit. So if you experiment, you lose. Right, you have a high chance of losing if you experiment. So, like a Bernie Sanders, for example, is a, is a giant risk. Then, yes, that's right. Because then, because then you lose. So there's no, there's almost no room for for growing new ideas over time. Like it has to be, if it's winner take all, then there's almost no room to evolve. Really, like it, hmm. you get weird swings, sort of. I think it distorts, first of all, it asks people to distort their values at the ballot box, right? So rather than voting for a party whose platform you agree with, you have to vote for a right. party whose platform you're like, eh, <laughs> right? So you inherently feel compromised when you enter into the political process, which I think is an ugly feeling. Um, although maybe there are true believers out there. I'm not one of them when it comes to party politics. Um, now, I have heard it defended as it leads to compromise and more mainstream and stable outcomes, but then you're right. So then you don't get any kind of experimentation yeah, clearly, or learning. Clearly, the, out the outcomes are super stable, clearly. Yes. <laughs> well, so we've had a series of change elections. You know, why did Trump get in? I think because Americans sense that the country is not working in their favor. We have rising income equality. We have greater insecurity on so many levels. And so people are like, I've got to keep changing things until my life conditions become more secure and improve. Yeah, I agree with that. And, yeah. and he cribbed a bunch of, uh, frankly, liberal left-wing ideas like being anti-trade and pro-union and pro-industrial areas and things like that. 
And so people kept voting for change. He offered change. Now, of course, we didn't, we got all kinds of bad change, <laughs> like <laughs> schizophrenic, crazy, lying, corruption change. Um, you know, which, you know, maybe that's, I don't know. I think that's just because I'm out group. I don't identify with corruption and lying. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's your problem. It, it sounds is. like a you problem. It's on me. Um, but then you're right. So things like Bernie Sanders have zero real power. So something that probably went under the radar screen is when Biden, sorry, when Sanders clearly had lost the primary and you got to accept that he didn't get as many votes and more Democrats chose Biden. They had a unity coalition where Sanders supporters insisted on, hey, we've got to be part of developing your platform as a presidential candidate. But in reality, you know, and that's great. But in reality, key Bernie Sanders and I was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Key things fell by the wayside, you know, Medicare for all. Uh, just gone, just gone. And maybe if they had a true uh, welfare state party, right, uh, that had to be formed with coalition to have any power at all, it would drive different outcomes. Um, right. But that's not what we have. So we, we just, I don't know, our system of compromise is just not, I don't think the best. <laughs> But well, it might need some. Yeah, I'm not sure how you get back from that either. I'm not sure how you get back. I don't know either. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Speaking of corruption, and I've talked about this on the show before, is I have been part of third party efforts, very little bit uh, here in the United States. And the duopoly of the Democrats and the Republicans rig the system to block the creation of third parties. Uh, right, they, right. They make it so onerous to launch third parties. Uh, through petition signature requirements and things like that, uh, that the first order of business for the two political parties is to protect their existence against competitors. Uh, so they do that through rigging the system. So that's one reason we don't have, one concrete reason we don't have more parties. That's all very depressing, man. I don't know. Well, the earth is flat, so there's that's that good. to look forward to. Let's, let's throw some people off. Are you with me? Come on. Yeah. Oh, we could sail straight Let's for the edge. Of, straight to the edge. Just there be dragons. See, and that brings the pirate party back in, which I so desperately want to join. Let's vote those people in for a change. I want a pirate as president. Hey, do we have any good news? I don't know. Let's see. What is the good news? Let's network? have a look at the good news network. How do these people keep it up? I don't know. It's very impressive. They keep posting yeah. good news. They keep finding it. Yeah, it's good. All right, let's see. Once Jerks. left for dead, the Aral Sea is now brimming with life thanks to global collaboration. Huh. Oh, that's, that's actually good, good. You ever seen those pictures of the decline of the Aral Sea? No, no, no. Oh, it's insane. It It's like a full-on sea, and then they dammed the rivers and put it into agriculture, and it shrunk to like... Google the pictures. It's unbelievable. It's an right, environmental catastrophe. Back. Well, that's, back that's, that's good. genuinely good news. Because of collaboration, Bill. That's what collaboration gets you. It's unbelievable. That's what I'd expect. Now let's see here. Tommy what else? to say. Medicine. A self-powered wildfire detector could help fight the spread of deadly blazes using motion of trees for power. Yeah. That's deep. That's deep. That sounds like some cons conspiracy. <laughs> and, uh, but I like it. It, it. Sure. Yeah. How hard is it to see if the trees are on fire now? I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. 
<laughs> oh, we're running low because we had this one last week. There hasn't been a whole lot of good news this oh, week. Oh, no. What was the repeat? Do the repeat. What is it? Oh, my God. The repeat uh, was the one on the dog. Uh, a lifelike robotic pet brings joy and serenity to seniors. Remember that one? I do remember that. Holy cow. So we fair. are repeating our good news. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh. That's bad news. That's bad. <laughs> We're running out of good news here, people. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, you know what? If you've got good news suggestions, please send them, because obviously our resource that we go to is drying up, like the RLC yep. used to. One. But but now it's doing well. Anyway, this is uh, this has been fun. Uh, thanks, Nikolai. Take care, man. Thanks, man. Talk soon.